This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So now Posey reaches away and throws it so high. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You guys always showed me love. My family and I appreciate it so much. Uh, you guys are the best. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Hello there. At long last, welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys Podcast. Sam Lubman here, as always, with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky for episode 82 of the podcast. Uh, I have a lot of little uh, 82 nuggets here. Like one is uh, 82 times per day. I see Giants fans on Twitter complain about the lack of activity. Um, but I'm going to go with this, Shasky. I have lots of expectations for the Giants every year. My base expectation, though, just win 82 games. I what like about 1982 when Joe Morgan hit a home run to knock the Dodgers out of the playoffs? That's true. A great one of the seminal moments in Giants history where uh, – you know, we were celebrating ending a Dodgers season rather than a Giants season success. Uh, those those were the days. That's basically all we have to live for these days now is waiting for the Dodgers to fail. Because, Shasky, we are about two weeks away. I think we're exactly two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. And so far, it's been um, not the most exciting offseason for the Giants after I f- recall being promised otherwise. Um 14 days till pitchers and catchers report, Shasky. How would you sum up the Giants' offseason right now? Oh, I mean, to summarize, I would probably say, like, slightly more optimistic than I was three or four weeks ago. No, honestly. And, and the reason why I say that, yeah. Humble acquisition. That's what did it for you, right? No. Um, <laughs> I really hope that this team doesn't go out and spend uh, $200 million on a five-year deal for Matt Chapman. Uh, I, I just I really hope they don't do it. I know that there's only two teams, the Cubs and the Giants that are kind of in the running from what everyone says. I just look at this team right now. And if you told me, hey, Joe, next year, as in this upcoming year in 2024, you're going to have Patrick Bailey behind the plate. You're going to have Marco Luciano uh, at shortstop. And you're going to have some young center field combination of Jung Hu Jung Hu Lee and Luis Matos. Sign me up. Sign me up. Like, that's all I really wanted to see. Um, I don't think they're a world beater. I don't think they're a team that's going to vie for a playoff spot. But I don't want them to spend money in patchwork. I want them to build something that's sustainable. I want them to show me that they can have multiple young players be factors at the top of this lineup on a daily basis. 
And the fact that they're giving Marco Luciano an opportunity to be the everyday shortstop, I'll take it. Like, yeah. I'll take it. No, that was that was one of the, the few good things that came out of Farhan's end-of-the-year presser last year was the news that they are going into camp with the expectation that Marco Luciano will be the opening day shortstop. I'm very excited for that. And yeah, I agree with you, Patrick Bailey behind the plate. Very excited to see what he does in year two as well. Love the defense. I think... Uh, you saw the bat kind of fade away last year, but I think the wear and tear of the season kind of got to him a little bit. Uh, I had a chat with him towards the end of the year. He seems to have a plan next year to kind of stay properly conditioned throughout the season. Um, where I'm at, though, with this team right now, Shasky, watching this offseason play out, I feel like kind of two things are true here in this sense. Number one, if opening day was tomorrow and the Giants were going to be towing the third baseline at Petco Park to kick off the season, right now the team the Giants have is better than the team the Giants finished the 2023 season with. I agree. I think, yeah, I think we go from Gabe Kapler to Bob Melvin. That's an upgrade. Yep. Going from Mitch Hanniger to Jung Hoo Lee in the outfield. That's an upgrade. Um, another one, you know, having Tom Murphy or Blake Sable. I think that's a better backup catcher option than Joey Bart. Robbie Ray, when he comes back, that'll be better in the rotation than Sean Manaya. Jordan Hicks, I think he'll be a better uh, presence in the pitching rotation staff, or whether it's the starter or reliever, than Alex Wood. Right off the bat, you have a better team than last year. Number two thing that I believe is also true is that even though the team's better, it doesn't feel like it matters. Like, I don't feel like they've improved in the NL West at all. And that's kind of where it's like, it's a successful offseason, I guess, maybe in that you didn't get worse, but I don't feel like they're in a better position to compete for a playoff spot than when the offseason began. Yeah, but uh, if, of- if I told you this year was a developmental year um, and all these guys prove that they belong, but the next two years you're competing for, you know, playoff spots and trying to win the division and all that. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be signed up for that? We've seen a lot of teams try to like, like this giants organization has tried to bandaid it and just let's make the playoffs. Let's scrap into the playoffs. I don't want to scrap into the playoffs. I want to see young players who can be two, three, four and five hitters for the next five years. That's what I want to see. No, I agree with that. You, you mentioned scrapping the playoffs and I feel like that's kind of in the me in the, in the, in the next year, maybe next year as well. That might be the plan. I hope it's not the long-term plan, but because it literally feels like the, the, the Giants' plan this year is, hey, guys, if everything goes well and a couple guys have career years, we might be able to sneak in the back door of that sixth seed in the playoffs. Sure. And who knows what sure. happens yeah. after that? Which, sure, I mean, the Dimebacks and the, and the Phillies have done that in the last two years. So, sure, you, you, you can look at that as a viable option. I always think back to 2014, as great of a run as that was, I feel like that kind of poisoned the Giants' mindset a little bit because they got this belief that, oh, we snuck in the back door one time and went all the way, so we can do it again. That's that's not quite how it works. I hope that's not exactly well, how the Giants Arizona, are Arizona this last year is kind of a template yeah. of why you would have hope. Now, my argument would be like, well, who's going to be our Corbin Carroll? Uh, yeah. and who's going to be, uh, you know, that young stud who came <laughs> pitching flaming through in the, in the playoffs. The name is evading yeah. right now. Um, you know, like I have those questions about the pitching staff, but like, quite frankly, love Brandon Crawford. He's an all time giant. And I'm sure at some point this year, we're going to say, man, we miss Brandon Crawford. We will like, we, mm-hmm. we, we just will, but aren't you ready to see Marco Luciano? You've heard about him forever. Absolutely. And I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see Luciano. Very excited to see what he'll bring to the table there. I have high hopes for the kid. I feel like, though, he's in a situation where I've 
I've always said, Shasky, that I feel like the next star for the Giants has to come from within the organization. Never in the history of the Giants, going back to the 1880s, when this organization was founded as the New York Gothams, the face of the franchise has always come from within the organization. The one exception being Barry Bonds, who grew up in the organization. So it's kind of hard by them out of high school. Yeah, he was originally drafted before going to Arizona State. So he was about as homegrown as you can get without actually being homegrown. Agreed. So this notion of what the Giants were doing, trying to bring in Shohei Otani or when they tried to bring in Giancarlo Stanton or Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge. I was always, I, I, I like the fact that Giants were in on those guys. I like the fact they were trying to sign those guys. It felt like they were signing them for the complete wrong reasons though. And that's why I feel like a big part of why those deals went, did not go down was because of that it just, it was not the right reason. You don't sign guys like that to be the centerpiece of your franchise. You sign guys like that to augment your franchise, kind of like what the Dodgers have been doing. When I look at Marco Luciano, though, I see the best hope for that next face of the franchise guy for, for the Giants. What worries me here, though, is I feel like that's a, a lot, lot of pressure. pressure to put on the kid. Damn, that's a lot of pressure. Like I feel like in order I mean, for the season to be a success, Marco Luciano has to basically be Corbin Carroll this year. And no. it's not impossible. I mean, Corbin Carroll was just Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll was basically to the Dimebacks last year what Buster Posey was to the Giants in 2010, where he's that guy who just hits the ground running right off the bat and, and carries this team. I mean, I, I don't want that to be the expectation for Luciano, but I feel like that's kind of where we're at with Luciano. If he bats 265 with 20-plus home runs, we'll be ready to throw a parade. Oh yeah. And plays 135 games, right? Just I'm just throwing numbers out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, like if you look at his batting average throughout the minor leagues, it hasn't been robust. You know, he he's been hurt a lot. So staying healthy is a very important um aspect to, you know, kind of projecting what he'll do this year. And, you know, I don't really care much about the defense right now. I know the defense is gonna be extremely important because you're playing shortstop, a mm-hmm. premium defensive position. And also but, keep in mind who's following up at that position too. Again, yeah, but like, let's be careful. Craw the last two years wasn't anywhere near defensively what Craw was. No, no, it was not up to his standard. You're right. Yeah, exactly. And so neither was their backups. You know, like look who's yeah. playing backup. Tyro Estrada was a backup shortstop. He's more offensive than 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 defensive. Exactly. So yeah. I think the bar is pretty low for the kid. The problem is, is that they don't have a lot around him. And that's where, you know, you're talking about free agents and having a big free agent, having a young guy fly under the radar while there is a bunch of pressure. Like, I think we've forgotten. Aaron Rowan took a lot of heat. Barry Zito took a lot of heat. While these other guys were flying under the radar and developing, be it Pablo Sandoval, Tim Lincecum, Matt Cain, et cetera. You know, so... It is nice to have a high price free agent to kind of fall on the sword a little, but I don't want to, I don't want to see them do that. Like Ronald Acuna didn't need that. Now they no. had Freddie Freeman when he first came up. Um, so they had the luxury of that, but I just think there's a lot of pressure on this young man, Marco yeah. Luciano. So I'm trying to set reasonable expectations. I think when the season starts for him, I think you keep him low in the lineup. I don't think you're putting him in the top half of the lineup. Um, when we did, I think our last episode, when we did our kind of our dream team for 2024, in my dream Giants lineup, I had him batting sixth or seventh to start the season with the expectation that eventually he'll force his way to the top of the lineup. I think I would still go with that. I want, because yeah, I don't want a situation where we're starting the year off and every time Marco Luciano comes to the plate, we're like, oh man, here comes the thump. 
you know, because like that, that's not who a situation. Like, gonna bat you, three, four, five. Who, who right I now know. you got batting three, four, five? Like, give me your lineup right now. Right now, your three, four, five hitters are probably a try not to throw up when I say these words. There's gonna be a mixture of Michael Conforto. There's gonna be a little bit of Wilmer Flores in there. Uh, I, I rubs count as throwing up Shasky. Uh, JD Davis might be your number five hitter. Uh, when this season begins. Yastrzemski, if God willing, he could just be at the bottom of the lineup. He'll probably be your three-hitter. My guess is Michael Conforto and Wilmer Flores are the leading candidates to be the four-hitter right now. Who's health you trust more, Luciano's or Conforto's? See, I, I would probably trust Luciano more, but I also feel like I'm not willing, I'm not ready quite yet to put the be the anchor of the lineup expectation on Lucy. Now, if he gets off to a great start and by like the third week of April, they're slotting him into the four spot because he's just off to that great. Like I want him to earn, I guess that's that spot, you know, whether you think it's a a matter of time before he earns it, that's great. Um, Maybe he earns it in spring training and he's the opening day. Number four hitter. That'd be awesome. But until he proves to me that he can be that center cog of the lineup, I need to see it first before I'm willing to entrust him that. That doesn't mean I don't not believe in him. It's just I need to like it's very it's rarely linear with baseball yeah. development and there's steps that have to be hit. I like to see him hit those steps. I think he could do it. I don't know how fast he'll be able to do it. What about John Huli? Uh, we haven't even mentioned him. He's the number one free agent that they brought in this offseason. Yeah. W- what are your thoughts there? I'm very excited for Jung Hooli, not just because of the song that we're going to be playing over and over again on the Morning Rose this year. Hopefully, uh, I pray to God we're able to play that song a lot because that means he's doing really well. Um, I'm excited for Jung Hooli. I think he fits his ballpark very, very well. He's not a uh, he's he's not a major power guy. He had some power over uh, in in the KBO, but I don't think that's going to translate here. He has a great gap hitter though. I think he is going to have so much fun hitting the ball out to the 399 area totally in uh, in left center. He's going to hit a lot of balls off the uh, the brick wall out in right field, the Willie Mays wall. Defensively, I think he'll be a solid defensive center fielder. Um, Can't get any ball. worse than what they had last year. No, he cannot. I mean, Luis Matos probably one of the most biggest disappointments defensively for the Giants last year. It was really tough sometimes. I expect he'll be better there. Um, talking to Farhan Zaidi at, at the, at Jung Huli's presser, the expectation is he will be playing every day. He will not be platooning and he will be hitting in the top two spots of the lineup. I think he's, I don't think he has traditional leadoff hitter speed, but then again, neither did Lamont Wade jr. And that didn't stop the giants either. Um, I like the signing. I like I it. Is it. he, is he the, the superstar centerpiece that we've been needing? No, but again, like I said, that was never going to come from outside the organization. I think if he is the second or third best hitter in the, in this giants lineup this year, then they're looking at a potential, maybe playoff chase there. There, there are uh, three guys that I do not want to see them lean on this year. Mm-hmm. Lamont Wade jr. Wilmer Flores and Mike Yastrzemski. I don't want to see this team anchored by those three guys. If those three guys are your top three hitters or top three out of four or top three out of five hitters, then the Giants have done very little developing. I need Estrada to continue to do what he did last year, take a step forward, try to maintain a little better health. You know, he had the unfortunate wrist injury. Um, But like I can ill afford to see a platoon of J.D. Davis and Wilmer Flores at third and first with Lamont Wade Jr. and Mike Yastrzemski and Conforto as the top dogs in this team. One of those youngsters, Bailey, Jung-Hoo Lee, 
Marco Luciano, or I'm just going to say any, you know, as yeah. in like Elliot Ramos or Casey Mato, Schmidt, yeah, yeah. Casey Schmidt, some other guy we're not accounting for. One of those guys has to crack the top four or five guys on this team in terms of everyday lineup production. No, I agree with you. As you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast, Sam Lubin and Joe Shasky coming at you whenever we can. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Before the baseball season will be more frequent during the baseball season, make sure you're liking, reviewing, and subscribing. Shasky, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do think it is imperative for these young guys to step up. I would like to see less platoons. My guess is that we're not going to be completely devoid of platoons this year. Uh, you're probably still going to see it in right field with Yaz and Slater, who, you know, shake a stick at it all you want. It could, in, th- in theory, and you put them together, they should be able to make at least a serviceable baseball player. Uh, I think we've seen it in spurts. Um, they both need to stay healthy. Uh, they're both on the north side of 30. Um, so it's you're, you're going to hold on to that, maybe hoping it, it, it'll work until it doesn't. Conforto will probably hold down things and left for the most part. Um, third base is where things get interesting here. And right now it's still going to be J.D. Davis, I would think, is your starter with Casey Schmidt pushing him there. Is there still I know you mentioned at the top you know, of this episode, don't overpay for Matt Chapman. I don't think he gets 200 million. I, that would be ridiculous if he gets 200 million. Do you really uh, want five more years? Like, let's just say hypothetically, forget the number five years of Matt Chapman. Here's my thing with Matt Chapman. Like if you could throw Cody Bellinger in this, too. I feel like if you were to sign, if let's say breaking news right now. Giants just signed Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman to X number to five year deals worth X amount of money. Don't worry about the money right now for this for this particular exercise. I feel like if you do that, you turn an 80 win Giants team into an 83 win Giants team. And we're going to invest all that money in bringing these two big names for an improvement that's probably not going to get you to the playoffs. And realistically, of these next five years, my guess is that more so for Chapman than for Bellinger, the first year is going to be the best of those five years. Uh, Bellinger, totally I think he can maybe be better throughout the rest of his career. I would rather take Bellinger over Chapman, to be honest. So let me um, get this straight. Let me real quick on Chapman. But, 
Chapman played in a lineup where we all agree there are a lot of very professional hitters. Uh, like Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, Springer. He was a 240 hitter. So yeah. he's going to come here in a less hitter-friendly ballpark, and he's going to bat better with zero protection in the lineup? I'm, I'm, I'm Yeah, I, that's, this is why I'm kind of out I mean, on, on the Chapman signing. Honestly, here's the other thing, Shasky. Like, you look at the, at the, the defensive numbers. Um, I think you're getting very similar defensive production from Matt Chapman than you are getting that you are getting from JD Davis already. Offensively, you're getting very similar production from JD Davis. Then you're like Matt Chapman's offensive numbers are a tick better. His defense, like defensively, the metrics love Chapman, uh, not as much as JD Davis. I watched a lot of JD Davis at third base last year. This is where one of those situations where I'm going to tell the data, you know what? I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go with what I see. And J.D. Davis, even the metrics liked him a lot in the first half. He slumped off in the second half. It's a long-winded way of saying J.D. Davis is basically going to give you, he's like diet Matt Chapman. And you know what? I'll, I would rather roll with a diet Matt Chapman than spending money on the full price Matt Chapman. Here's what I would say to you. If the Dodgers signed Matt Chapman, would it really make you that outraged? <sighs> I think Matt Chapman would actually be a better fit for the Dodgers only because he wouldn't be expected to be the guy in that lineup. It, still, I would be like, he would it, not, it, it doesn't he, move me one way or the other. If, if the Rockies signed him, yeah. let's just say the Rockies then, okay? Yeah. The Rockies signed him. Wouldn't you go, overpay? Wouldn't you? Yeah. No, honestly, I would, if the Rockies signed Matt Chapman, I would have the same reaction as when they signed Chris Bryant. It, and, and that's why you shouldn't sign yeah. Matt Chapman. That and, would be my that, you know, way of deducing it. That's a good way. No, I like that way of looking at it. I think there's that, and there's the fact that you, it's not just the fact that whatever you're getting that same production out of JD Davis. If they did sign him, they'd probably move off of Davis. Maybe they non tender him, trade him, release him. Um, and that would suck. You know, he's, he's a friend of this podcast. Um, but more importantly, Matt is Chapman he, would block really any chance. Is he really a friend of this podcast? Yeah, he came on it last year. So I count that. All right. I like that. Yeah, and he, he would did. block what? If you sign Matt Chapman, it would block what? It would it would block the development of Casey Schmidt because totally you're going to feel compelled to play Chapman at third all the time, and yeah, I I would rather see JD Davis or try and you know capture that magic he had in the first half of last year when he was playing at an All Star level. I would rather see Casey Schmidt get a chance to earn the third base job. I would rather see Tyler Fitzgerald get a chance to earn if the you third sign, base job. If you sign Casey, uh, if you sign Matt Chapman, you're essentially saying that your second round pick in Casey Schmidt, and I know this isn't football and this isn't basketball, but this is a team that doesn't have a lot of pieces. And they and drafted pretty high up. It's like the 40th overall pick. You're already punting on that guy three years and later. It's not like you can say, oh, we'll just move Casey Schmidt. Like if you're doing Where? that, well, you're basically, you're devaluing him as well. So it exactly. makes it harder to trade him. So I, I totally I'm agree. Already done that with Joe Bart. Where I know like I started off the show by saying Giants fans want Farhan to do something. Um, I'm yeah, almost trade. in a situation where, you know what? The team that they have right now, let's just roll with it. You know, no, no if, don't roll with it. Trade, trade. Uh, you got to trade the redundant parts right now. JD Davis and Wilmer Flores are very d redundant. Would you agree there? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Right, um, yeah, they're both right-handers. The guys, power. I yes. would say that the, the one thing that Davis brings that Flores Defense? does not is the defensive ability. Yeah, but that's what Casey Schmidt's for. That's true. You know, uh, I look at Slater and Yastrzemski and Conforto, 
two of them's got to go. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. we're, we're too redundant. You know, I want to see what Elliot Ramos. You really want to see Slater over Elliot Ramos? Even if Elliot Ramos sucks, can I see him? What about what making about, him for a Reggie Crawford or a Bryce Eldridge yeah. or any of these guys? Grant McCrary, all these guys I've been reading about. I want to see them. What about Wade Meckler? You brought Wade Meckler up last year. You know, no, what I couldn't agree him? with you more. And that's kind of why I would say just don't make any more moves. And I, when I say let's roll with it, like roll with what you have right now, I mean, that's more just don't add anything anything else on significant um, yeah don't like if you gotta do another back end of the roster move like farhan loves yeah sure whatever do one of those but like you know if, if they sign chat if they sign matt chapman i'll be like come on guys what are we doing here all right fine let's try and make it work if they sign cody bellinger i'm like okay you know what i'm interested i'm intrigued um i don't think it's the answer but i would lean forward a little bit more on this team if they did sign cody bellinger uh blake snell I it's either all it's either boom or bust with him. He's had two great years in his career. Those were Cy Young seasons. Otherwise, it's been a lot of blah for five innings a night. Um, but when you consider, I think the Giants do need arms right now, too. But I don't I don't think there's a free agent signing out there that's moving the needle in any significant way to the point where it's just like you have to make that move. No, I would rather the Giants just keep it internal. See what we have, because I, I more or less the, the farm system is for the most part, the one ace up Farhan's sleeve, you know, it's like Schrodinger's farm system. It's, it's both good and bad. We won't know until we fully take it out of the box. We're seeing pieces come out so far, but we haven't seen the farm. They haven't really gone to the young guys just yet. And that's the one thing Farhan still has going for him. I think this is the year where you just got to show us what's in this farm system that you've been cultivating for the last six years and if there's something there, congratulations, you earned your extension. If there's not, great. You're going to get the hell out of here in a year or two. If, you know, Harrison, the local kid from De La Salle, can mm -hmm. make about 25, 30 starts, maybe he wins double-digit games. I don't even care if he loses a bunch of games. Can you win double-digit? That yeah. would be huge. I think that would be really big for this organization. I don't even know if you have to win double digits. I think Tim Lincecum was like, what, 7-5 and five with a 4 yeah. ERA his rookie year? He Things work out pretty well for him. May. Yeah, he was called up late too. And you I think know. you're going to see Harrison play. You know, it, he might be babied a little bit. Um, I'm actually glad you brought up Harrison there because uh, it brings me to a, a quote I found uh, when after the Giants signed Robbie Ray, uh, Andrew Bagley. Traded for Robbie Ray. Sorry, when they, yeah, they acquired Robbie Ray in a trade. And got rid of Disclafani, which to me was addition by subtraction. Yes. No, I actually really like that tr that move more so because of what you got rid of, yes. not because of what you got back. And I want to talk about Robbie Ray in a second. Um, but first, it's so Andrew Bagley wrote a story kind of, you know, uh, 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 reacting to that trade. Uh, of course, Bagley covers the Giants for the Athletic, does a great job doing that. Um, you got this quote from Farhan Zaidi. Farhan said, uh, in regards to the pitching, by the way, um, we're viewing it like we've got to have at least a couple of rotation spots where we have flexibility, whether it's young pitchers who are optionable, whether it's guys who can move back and forth uh, between the rotation, and the bullpen, having the flexibility to work those guys in will be critical for us. He continues on to saying it doesn't rule out adding a free agent starting pitcher who is in the rotation from opening day. And we would like to get 30 starts from, but it does change the equation a bit. The ideal outcome, just pay attention to this part. The ideal outcome is that we have younger pitchers in our pipeline, step up, take some of the opportunities that we're going to have and to be able to address it internally. Optimistically, Shasky, that's, I view that as Farhan saying it's time for the young guys in the farm system to step up and grab some of these rotation spots. Kyle Harrison, Carson Wisenhunt, Keeson Wynn, uh, Mason Black, Hayden Birdsong, 
this is your moment this year to go into training camp, see one of those, you know, two, three spots that are available in the Giants' current tr- uh, pitching rotation and be like, yeah, I'm going to grab that. Well, I would throw Tristan Beck in there too. I want to see him. Tristan Beck too, yeah. I'd like I to see him yeah. start. Yeah, I, I actually ran into him in October down in the marina. Great guy. I mean, just he a really a good guy. guy. Yeah, Stanford. He, he, dude. That's what it means to be a giant, too. Yeah, he. I like him a lot. Um, and so I'd like to see him get a chance. Sean Jelly. See, like to me, like Sean Jelly's a guy. Like I've seen enough of him. I'm out I'd on him. Probably put him on the move. You know, if I anyone think, would yeah. dangle him. Um, but to me, he's more of like a you know mop up duty guy, which yeah, isn't I, good. No, I don't think Sean Jelly has any place really on the Giants big league roster. Uh, Harrison showed a lot of good stuff when he was called up last year. Keaton Wynn, he showed fleeting moments where it's just like, all right, I'm seeing like, I don't think he's an ace. He's definitely a guy who can take one of these spots. The Giants pitching rotation is going to be very interesting this year. It's almost like they're going to have a first half rotation and a second half rotation. Uh, your first half rotation is probably going to have Logan Webb. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of Kyle Harrison, Wisenhunt, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Hickok, maybe. Stop for a second. A first half is it? You mean they've got a bunch of guys that are hurt? Yes, that's that's the that's the <laughs> one way. Of, I was trying to try to put to put it in a more fun, optimistic, not doom and gloom kind of way. Um, so who's because, out yeah, for the for the first half of the year for sure? So right now, Robbie Ray, he will not be back until after the All Star break. And then Alex Cobb, he had uh, the hip surgery, I believe it was, uh, about a month into the offseason. Remember, we talked about this. We were just mm-hmm. like, why the hell would you wait a month for that? He's not going to be back until May. Um, which I think is a big injury. For a pitcher of the hip, you know, Lincecum had the hip injury. That lingers. It lingers. It's not good. Yeah. So right now, your first half rotation, again, Webb, you're going to see Harrison. Hopefully, the Jordan Hicks experiment works out. I like the um, Jordan Hicks signing. Yeah. And then it's going to you know? be, yeah, you're, you're no, going to no, be, no, 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 you don't, you might, Ross Stripling's going to be in there. We get, I want to talk about Rob, Rob, Robbie Ray interest and, and uh, Jordan Hicks in a second. Your second ro- half rotation is probably going to be Logan Ross Webb, Stripling. Robbie Ray. Oh, God. You're going to get Ross Stripling this year. Remember Just what I said, we go our, away. Dream, our dream 2024 team. The one of the rules was you have to include Ross Stripling. <laughs> I hope Ross, I like Ross Stripling as a person. Um, he's very enjoyable to talk to. He's very honest too. Like he's very self-aware. He understands where he stands. Um, so I'm rooting for him. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the Robbie Ray and the Jordan Hicks signing really quick before we, uh, Jordan Hicks signing Robbie Ray trade before we get out of here. Um, I don't know which one caught your attention more Ray or Hicks. Well, I like Robbie Ray. I know he's got a Tommy John injury that he's coming back from second. Not many guys do that. Um, Nathan Evaldi is probably the best, um, of guys that very good career. Yeah, that's so. come back from two Tommy Johns. Uh, it, it's not good, though. Like that, let's just call it what it is. It's not, not good. Um, but I like him. And when he's on, and when he has been on in years past, he's a stud. I mean, yeah. he is a stud. Jordan Hicks is interesting. See, I think this is a great value pick. You know, the one thing I will give Farhan is I do believe the thing that he believes in terms of, like, just get a bunch of pitching. Just, just get a yeah. bunch of pitching. I don't love all of the individual one-year deal guys that he gets. I like that this guy's a multi-year deal um, acquisition, someone who could be out of the bullpen and can be a starter. And I think you're getting the best years of him, 27, 28, 29. I think it's a three. What is it, three, four-year deal? Yeah, it's four years, $44 million. There you go. I think this is a great value buy. I like it. I think you can use them in a variety of ways. You got to pack to work that 162, man. And yeah. this is a guy that I think can help. Jordan Hicks, that, that signing's interesting to me. So they the Cardinals uh, tried him as a starter one time. That was uh, earlier last year. 
Uh, he started seven games. He had a 584 ERA in those starts and a 554 FIP. So, uh, yeah, the, that ERA is pretty legitimate. Uh, 24 strikeouts and 24 innings. 0-4 record. He only made it to the through five innings once last year. Shasky, I bet you can't guess who that team was that he went five innings against. The Giants. It was the Giants. Oh, look at that. Maybe that's why they liked him so much. They saw him go five innings. It's like, wow, none of our pitchers can do that. Um <laughs> Listen, I love a guy who could throw 100 like it's nothing. That's awesome. The starting experiment, it didn't work for him once already. And the the the, the thing I saw the most in regards to the Jordan Hicks signing was, oh, this is perfect. If it doesn't work out, we can just put him in the bullpen. And Giants bullpen it looks legitimate right now. They have a very, very good bullpen yeah, with the, the Rodgers brothers, Ryan Walker, yeah. Camille Duvall. You and Ryan uh, Walker. Bet- what? You love Ryan Walker. He's a great pitcher. Another friend of the podcast. Um the so ball. the Giants have a very, very good bullpen right now. If the Hicks starting experiment doesn't work out, yeah, the Giants bullpen gets even more insane, especially in those late innings. When imagine having to go and face, you know, Tyler Rogers, you know, submarine delivery, and then you got to face Ryan Walker's crossfire delivery, then you got to face Jordan Hicks's 103 miles an hour, and then you got to face Camille Duvall's 103 miles an hour. That's a brutal bullpen right there. It is. So, I would mix up the for slingers with the with the the flamethrowers, but I, yeah, I agree with I mean, you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I agree um, with you. But at the same time, apartment's like, well, okay, if he doesn't start, the Giants still need starters, and so he's coming out of the bullpen to what prevent a three run deficit from turning into a five run deficit, like. That's great and all, but it still doesn't change the fact that the Giants need more starting pitching help. And that's where it's like, if the Jordan Hicks starts every team, Sam, like that's the one thing that is evident to me. Every team in baseball needs more starting pitching. I look look around the rotations 10 years ago were so much more deep than what they are right now. Just 10 years ago. And especially, especially trying to find innings too. I mean, Logan Webb is such a treasure right now because he is a guy who can give you innings. Uh, Alex Cobb last year, one of his big things was that he was able to give you innings. They may not have been the greatest things. I mean, he was a great pitcher. He had a great year last year. Even when he was struggling, he can still give you innings. But I still feel like we're in a situation whereas I'm not anti-opener. I think the opener can be a useful strategy. It's like a spare tire. You know, it'll get you to where you need to go. I've said this before. It'll get you where you need to go, provided that where you're going is the auto shop. You don't drive around <laughs> on a spare tire. And that's what the Giants no. were doing by employing the opener every week. Ryan Walker, John Brebbia, they both did a great job handling that role. Um, but it's just, it's not a long-term strategy. And I feel like if the goal this year was to create a Giants team that does not need to rely on the opener, I don't think they've succeeded at that. No, I, I would agree with, with with all of your assessments right there. One thing that I think we haven't talked about it enough is the manager. Mm-hmm. How big of an upgrade is the manager over Gabe Kapler? Well, not just the manager, but the coaching staff too. Um, what do you think? You had a coaching staff last year that, again, I'm not going to doubt the hard work that the coaching staff of Kai Correa, Mark Hallberg, and all of them, and, and Andrew Bailey that they put in. Um but when you go from that group to a group that includes Pat Burrell uh, and Brian Bannister, uh, among others, uh, Matt Williams coming back, you have legitimate ball players on this coaching staff. I mean, your coaching staff last year, you had Kai Correa, who had zero big league experience, Mark Hallberg, who had cups of coffee in the minor leagues, Andrew Bailey, very accomplished reliever during his time with the A's and in, in, uh, in Red Sox, and Alyssa Nacken, who was a softball player. I mean, listen, Nackett had more ball playing experience than most of the coaching staff that the Giants had. Um, 
It, I don't care. Like it's it's like you said, Shatsy, you have to have played this game, I think, in order to be in those roles. And having those guys there, having legitimate baseball guys in this dugout with these players, I think is going to make a world of difference uh, next year. And Bob Melvin, I think, be a better leader overall than Gabe Kapler. I don't. I, I hate having to crush Kapler here, but Kapler's hands-off style did not work last year. And I think you're going to see a lot less of that with Bob Melvin this year. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I'm probably not as high on Bob Melvin as most are. Um, but I'm taking a wait and see approach. Yeah. Listen, I mean, if I don't think anyone's looking at Bob Melvin, it's like, Oh man, the giants got one of the best. <laughs> no, I agree game. with that. Um, you know, I think he's, I think he was the best manager. The giants could have gotten this off season. Um, the fact I do like the fact that he used to play for the team. Um, and you get, he has had success, uh, in the past and his teams have fallen short for a variety of reasons. Some of those reasons were because of him. Some of those reasons were not, uh, I know he had a very toxic situation down in San Diego that he will not have to deal with this year. Um, so I, I expect improvement over Gabe Kapler. Would I expect Bob Melvin to outmanage say like a Brian Snicker in a playoff series or a Bruce Bochy in a potential world series? Absolutely not. Um, you really went if, there with the World Series. I had to. I know. Hey, maybe they get the six seed and things. It is hard for Giants right? fans like my age to see Dusty and Bruce Bochy as the back-to-back World Series winners. I know it's tough. It, it would have been a lot tougher if Bochy didn't win those World Series with the Giants, though. So that that made it easier. You know, what? let's before you get out of here. Uh, you mentioned Dusty Baker back in the organization as a special assistant. Does that do anything for you? I mean, I don't know what his role is going to like. What's he doing? Like, is it honorary? Like he's, he's 80 years old. I mean, I'm not trying to like pull an ageism card here, but is he grinding day to day to get us international free agents? You, you're only allowed so yeah. much money. It, it, like what exactly is he doing? Like, yeah, what I, I, I texted that great for social media and for fans to feel good. Yeah, but how yeah. do I quantify what he's doing? I think, and maybe this is just the kind of the cynic in me. I think Dusty Baker was brought in so that the Giants can say, hey, look, everyone, Dusty's a giant again. Doesn't that make you happy? And then they trot him out to a couple season ticket holder events. And I don't know, maybe he sits in a meeting and Farhan's like, hey, should we sign this guy? And Dusty says no. And Farhan says, okay, and then goes and signs him anyway. (laughs) Like, I, I... you know, he's in the building. Sure. If they want his opinion, that's awesome. I mean, they did it with Bruce Bochy too. When he stepped down, he technically had a special advisor role exactly. uh, with the team. Brian Sabian, same thing. They didn't actually get rid of Sabian. He had a special advisory role. And to me, it's just a, a lame way for the Giants to try and like keep someone around just so they can say, hey, this guy's still with us. You know, Bochy didn't retire. He's still right there. You know, he's, he's off in the corner where we're ignoring him. That's how I see it. But again, maybe that's just me being negative. So I Sam, Sam, let me let me let me open you up with something positive. My little league, technically pony baseball, not little league, starts Saturday. Baseball is around the corner. The gloves. I mean, are coming it feels out. like we've come, it's gotten lost in the kerfuffle of of in the kerfuffle of the Niners Super Bowl run. Um, I am but so yeah, excited. The, the minute that final whistle blows on Super Bowl Sunday, Shasky, we are going to be about seventy two hours away from pitchers and catchers showing up at Scottsdale stadium. Like I'm pumped. baseball's almost here and there are still moves for the giants to be made. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I'm not super down on this year. I think that the giants can still have an entertaining team. I think Just they can develop, win more games. Develop the young guys. Let yeah. me see the young guys. That's all. That's all I wanted to see for the last four years. Show I, me the young guys. Yeah. And I think that's what we're hopefully going to be finally getting I'm this year. You. 
I'm excited for it too. This has been episode 82 of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Uh, did you know that uh, Cooper Hummel and 455 plate appearances at Triple H Tacoma last year had 82 walks? No. Ah, well, then, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder if uh, he'll get anywhere near that many plate appearances this year. I hope not, because that means something horrific happens. So, um, for Sam Loveman and Joe Shasky, this has been the Garlic Fries Baseball Guys podcast. Uh, we will catch you on the next one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 